This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek Show number 319, recorded on July 20th, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from, I think we've gone to hell, Mike Weaker. It, oh my God, it's so hot here. I mean, it's no Atlanta, Mike Howard. Seven here. It's no Atlanta, but it's super high. We may have the same temperature, Mike. I don't, I don't know. What are you doing? Are you just staying inside? It's, yeah, you, you have to. It's one of those things where your car only says 95, but the feels like is 115 because of all that humidity. It's just awful. Yeah. yeah, we had, I think it was 112 feels like the other day here. It was just ridiculous. And so we're in the throes of summer. I think we've got some cooler weather coming next week, but you just stay inside. It's like living in Atlanta full time. And of course, we post the show notes with world class show notes out here at The Average Guy. Dot TV. Don't forget, to, to, if you want to have something cool, if you need to get cooler, you can grab the mobile app over available uh, from uh, Spreaker. They provided that for us, and we thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that mobile app. You can get available both uh, on Android or iPhone for free, homegadgetgeeks.com, and there's big buttons there you can get. Don't forget, we're commercial-free on YouTube and Spreaker. Uh, we'd like to thank you for some of you are sponsoring us on Patreon. It's always nice. So we appreciate you doing that. There's Patreon links and uh, there are Amazon affiliate links out at theaverageguy.tv. And many of you are picking back up on the uh, the Amazon affiliate links. So thanks for doing that. It takes a while for that whole thing to get going. I think about three months before you even get a payout on anything. And so we are back and it's working. But uh, we, we appreciate your sponsorship of the show. All right. It is the big grilling show this week but before we start kicking off on that mike Weger, you have a new studio what's up with that i do a brand new background uh built for the show but i was in the uh, i was in the guest bedroom for the longest time when we first moved in it was kind of just like uh just put the desk in there and we'll deal with it later and later turned into a year later after we moved in and so i went down and we have an unfinished basement so we're trying to put some stuff down here that that we can and i found a corner of the basement that i really like and this was the deciding factor behind me so i went out and uh built this kind of workbench area and there's actually it's kind of a cool company it's two by four basics and basically if you go on amazon and search two by four basics what they give you is the legs that already so all these black legs and posts come from them so it's this actually not a very big box they ship you and it makes it so you don't have to cut the angles of the wood and the places for the screw holes are already there so all you have to go out and do is buy the two by fours buy the sheets you're going to use as the shelves makes it a lot easier a very quick project especially if you just have one person it was only me so it was actually uh, pretty easy to build the shelf um yeah built the table this is now the upshot kind of little place. I got all my drones uh, down here, all my cameras, lenses hanging right there. So at any time, it's grab and go. Grab what lens I want, what camera I want, the drone, uh, the charging stations over there for all of our batteries are always charged up now. I, I tell you, when organization happens in your life, it just makes things so much smoother. Like this week has been almost relaxing because I just know where everything's at, making new videos and things like that. And plus for you guys, you're, you're no longer looking at the uh, guest bed behind me. You finally get a kind of an interesting, at least, backdrop. And we can, uh, the, the best part about it is my lights are on, but we can go into party mode if we want to with, uh, with the lighting, which is always the, the best part. Nicely done. 
nicely done. A little little party. Uh, if you're listening on Spreaker, sorry, the second week in a row, I forgot to start. Yeah, so you're live on Spreaker now. So if you want to start, I am so distracted tonight. I don't know what is wrong with me. We've, we've had a conference here in Omaha and uh, a strengths conference for Gallup where I work. And I, th- I got to podcast. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw some pictures. I got to podcast in front of a thousand people yesterday, which was really, really cool. A thousand people is a lot of freaking people. I am not going to lie. It was pretty nerve wracking getting up there. And then once I got going, the old podcasting stuff kicked in and you're just like, ah, this is no problem. And it was a ton of fun, but I'm, it, there was a lot of adrenaline and it's kind of thrown me off. You know, today I've been kind of just, it's like, I, I have this big, you know, Mike, I get to meet, think about like, if I got to meet 500 of the listeners for home gadget geeks in a day, like that's what happened at work. Plus you have to wear pants. So like oh, totally. it really throws you off. No, I didn't. Podcasting I was, with pants on. It's like, what are these pants? Right. They call these things pants. And uh, so we're all in our remote locations. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> no one knows. It's like the news anchors. No one knows what happens from this part down. It's you know? party on the. It's business on the top and party on the bottom. There so, I'm I'm still suffering. All right, let's. Uh, so so good good work on the new workbench, and uh, we'll work on your bandwidth as well. Uh, as yeah, we, we'll try. As we get you down there and get that figured out. All right, the grill show. We got Mark and Mike with us. Mark, welcome back. Good to see you. You got a new job. How are things? Uh, good. It was uh, eight years at the last place, and and uh, hard decision to leave, but it was. A lot of fun at the new place and doing a lot of new things. So they're basically throwing whatever they can at me to see what I can do and what I can't do and stuff I can't do. They want to help me do so. Not uh, not stopping you from grilling though, right? They 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 you, you put a grill clause in your new contract. I got a grill on the weekends, type thing, or during One of the week the, or whenever. Well, it's the 12 person, 12 person company. They're trying to get a couple of people now, so it'd be maybe fourteen. But one of the owners has a Traeger. Nice. Nice. So, I was gonna say, have you taken anything to work yet? Are you grilling for lunch? Come on, twelve next, people. Next week, uh, we do an, uh, a monthly barbecue, and I'm talking about bringing in either next next week or the it's the last one to the month. So I'm gonna bring uh, I think about nine pounds of pulled pork in for them. Oh, so nice. I'm gonna provide uh, lunch for the for the crew. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Boom, that so, happens. And then, so Mark, welcome. And then Mike Howard's back as well. Mike, good to see you. We haven't done, I don't think we've had you on since the last barbecue show. I think that was the last time. Yep. I don't remember when uh, that was, but it's been a while. Yep. I think in the uh, spring. Drone show. Oh, was oh it? Yeah. yeah, that was the drone, drone show. show. Yeah. That's right. And I think that was the spring uh, when we did that. But uh, Mike Howard, how are things? Everything the same. Both have the drones. We both like to grill. <laughs> I know. Unreal. I know. Unraid. We're both Unraid lovers. Yeah. Yep. How are he, things, Mike? Things are good. Things are good. We're, you know, JP and Raw still plugging along. Our monthly photo contest is growing and growing. And we've, about a year and a half ago, we spun off a second show, which is our review show that we do once a month. And that's keeping us busy along with the regular show. So, yep. Lots going on with us. Good. Good. Speaking of spinoffs, uh, Christian and I are back in full swing on Cyber Frontiers. So if you haven't been listening to that, you might can head out and get that get that restarted. It might have stopped on your podcast player. Get that restarted. All right, let's dig in on let's literally dig in on some food uh, as we kind of think. I'm I'm telling you, if you um, if you're just coming to the show and you're listening to this uh, recorded and you haven't eaten, you might want to pause it, go eat because we're going to talk about some delicious uh, stuff. So. Mark, you've got some stuff loaded up in the show notes. What have you been working on or what kind of new gadgets have you gotten around the grill that uh, that you're excited about? 
So I think I got three show notes. Uh, notes. So I got the, the last thing I just bought was a uh, Weber rotisserie, a Weber kettle rotisserie. So you, you think about your traditional round 22 inch Weber kettle. I have a rotisserie for that now. And so, is, is that a new, is that a new thing or has, is that no. just, okay. So it's been it's around a while. Me. Yeah. It's new for me, but not new. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up Ooh, so okay. folks can, so folks can see it on the screen. Talk a little bit about why, uh, what, what's the advantage to, I would think that rotisserie would be easier on gas than it would be on charcoal, but what's the advantage? Well, the, the, what I didn't like, I was looking at getting, uh, at some point I'm going to get rid of my, my, uh, Komodo I have now and buy a Komodo Joe, uh, uh, red Komodo Joe. And I tried somebody doing uh, rotisserie chicken wings uh, on one of those. And the problem with those is that because they're so small, as far as the surface, uh, you typically have the charcoal underneath the, the meat. So you end up having this grease falling off onto the coals, which makes a greasy smoke, which isn't a really tasty smoke coming up. When I'm using that thing, I can put all the meat on the spit and on a 22 inch, I can have a basket of charcoal on each side of the kettle. That, so there's nothing underneath the spit at all. So you're getting this radiant heat and you're getting a soft basting. So Wait, you, I did. Uh, Mark, you said you did chicken wings with this? He, yeah, guy did, I didn't do them yet, but another guy I know did chicken wings with them. He I did mean, bacon wrapped chicken wings. Looks like he can only fit four of them on there. <laughs> no, he did. A, he put a, he stuck them through the, the, um, stuck a skewer right the way through the wing. Okay. So um, I'm going to get a basket for mine. And, uh, so it'll just continually roast and get nice dry heat and a, and a pan underneath the catch of grease and ah. it'll oh, be so hang a basket across. I get what you're saying with the basket. Yeah, that's yeah. It'll rotate them through. Okay, that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna pick up a basket for it. What I've done so far is I've done a uh, uh, sirloin tip roast, which was phenomenal, and I tried doing ribs on it, but the temperature got too hot, so they they were tasty, but it's a pain to try and get them. You got to make like a big S shape through the, the rib and try and stick the whole thing onto it. So I wouldn't do ribs on it again, but I'm, I'm going to do chicken on it. I'm going to try chicken wings on it. Um, I'm going to do more roasts on the roasts were, were fantastic. Um, it's just like another toy. Uh, I got a knockoff. So I didn't get the actual Weber, but I think I paid 120 bucks Canadian delivered okay. from Amazon. So about 90 bucks us. And we're seeing it here in the U.S. store the the Weber branded one at one fifty. That's a little for a ro- for a rotisserie. Do you think that's isn't that a little pricey? That's why I didn't buy the Weber one up here. They wanted two hundred and two and a quarter. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah. That that seems a little pricey to me. For is there any tech in it at all, or is it just put it on and it turns? Basically, it's, it's a it's a geared motor and and. Actually, when I pulled off the uh, the ribs, I forgot to turn the motor off, and I'm sitting on the deck the next day, and I'm hearing this just sort of hum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Run on okay. battery or does it plug in? Plug in. Plug in, okay. It's, um, of course, you were talking about indirect heat, and, of course, the I think the Webers do those really, really well. I, I assume you put a pan in the middle, spread the charcoal to the side, get those going. Do you, um, and you, do you add any smoke to it? No. Um, actually, sorry. For the, rib, for the ribs I did, for the roast I didn't. Yeah, okay. uh, for the ribs, I added pear meat, a uh, pear wood. Um, I'm just pulling up the show notes to uh, to see the other things I talked about. But if you do a quick Google search for Weber basket um, on Amazon, you'll see that they have these little baskets that sit on the side. They're shaped sort of with a curve in the outside of them, so they sit in the recess in the recesses of the curves, and then you have the the rotisserie over the top of the middle of it. 
Okay. Last time you were on the show, uh, you uh, you talked to uh, to us about a this little roaster, this Weber um, kind of in, it's an infusion roaster that we talked about. We'll leave the link to that in the show notes. Both Mike Howard and I, I think we bought that Mike the that night of the night, show that night. I bought it. Yes. Actually, I have, a, I have a picture one. If I yeah. can how to put pictures up here. Uh, just share your screen. And I, and I had a link. I put a link to it there in the show notes, Jim. Okay, perfect. $30, which is, you know, when you think from a roaster, Mike, you've been, I'm, I'm assuming you've used that, and I have as well. But what do you think of this? Has it been everything um, that, that Mark promised it would be for that, for that roaster? Yeah, and I use it to do the beer can chicken thing. You know, I've tried all kind of things where you just have a can holder to some to other devices that are, beer can chicken type things but the one i've liked the most is the one that mark mentioned last show and and like you i bought it that night and you know because you put that plug in the top of the chicken when you put it in there and, and it seals it it keeps it so juicy i have i have i tried it the first time i did one i did one with my old one and one with the one mark mentioned and um with the old one i brined it and with the one i was doing with mark's um device he's showing here I didn't brine it. I just used the device. And I think the the non-brine one came out just as good, if not better. My neighbor used it. He bought one at the same time I bought mine. And he didn't put the cork in. There's a little metal cork that goes on top. Yeah. He didn't put it in hard enough. And it popped it out. Yeah. It gets hot in there. Yeah. But I was surprised because I pulled I was showing my wife this. And in the picture, you can see on the screen, you can see it's a ceramic. I think that's a ceramic cap. Yeah. And you put that in there, and she was like, that's really odd, you know, that you would cap it. And you would think, is it really going to stop? It's not a perfect, you know, you'd think that the chicken neck is not a perfect circle. But I was amazed when I pulled that thing off the grill and I pulled that plug and the steam that just came flying out of the center. I don't think I roasted mine long enough or, or and I think it was too hot to, on the grill. Did you um, see my picture of it? Yeah, I, I showed it on the screen. Yeah, so, so that was that was uh, about 375 degrees. Yeah, I think my grill was way too hot. I think I was more like in the 450, 500, and it and it was really getting black on the outside and then not. So I I think I got to uh, turn that down. Mike, you do what kind of – just any kind of beer you throw in the in the center of that thing? I don't actually use any beer. I will use apple cider, vin apple cider vinegar. I've tried like Dr. Pepper and some other things like that. I have noticed a huge taste difference, but I generally use like an apple juice or apple cider vinegar. Sometimes you also might want to put like some butter down in there. It doesn't taste like butter, but it just creates that, yeah. that, um, that juiciness. And yeah. like you, you know, you put the plug in the top, it's not a perfect fit, but in the, in the two times I've used it, it stayed, it didn't pop out. Oh, I shut mine right inside. I, I had to dig it out. <laughs> the juices go on top of it and they end up sealing around it when they yeah. when they start cooking. But uh Jim, if you're going too hot, you need to get some kind of temperature probe. So you one no, for the grill and one for the meat itself. Well, yeah. so after the last show, I actually bought a, a physical, you know, I, I, I drilled a hole in my um and I wish maybe I can pull that up. It was cheap, it was like 15 bucks. And it gives me the inside temperature of the grill right there on the outside, right? So you can mm -hmm. see it. And it's got smoke temperature, you know, from like one something, 100 to maybe two, 220. I don't know. I have to, I have to pull the thing. And then, you know, barbecue temperatures. And then it's after that, it's, you know, I think three, above 350. It just says nothing. 
And I just, I am so used to just grilling hot because we do a lot of chicken and we do a lot of, you know, steak or sirloins. And, you know, I, I kind of cook those a little bit faster and a little bit hotter. I'm, I need to make that switch. Now, Mike, I use that tube that you guys, we talked about oh, the smoking tube, man, that thing is dynamite. Like yeah. that is, that is awesome. Stuff that thing full, lit it up. And I didn't even have to, I've got a really hot spot on my grill. I didn't even, you know, they recommend you use a torch to get that started. And I just put it on the edge of the grill and it was, it had caught fire and I pulled it aside and let it smolder and it smoked really nicely. So what was that tube called? What do we call that thing? Uh, amazing, tube. amazing smoking tube. The, the amazing smoking tube. Yeah. So and it's, it's a, a M A Z N. Yeah. And Jim, if you, if you got one, you just, uh, that's just a probe going through the, the metal of the, of the grill um, you know, that's not going to give you a fully accurate temperature. It's only going to give you an accurate temperature at that spot that you can get fairly cheaply ones that will, um, you know, have a receiver and a transmitter like for 30, 40 bucks at, at, or less. And you can, in my, like mine comes with two sides. I think we talked about this last show, one for the temperature of the, the, the device, you know, the grill and the other one for the temperature of the meat. And then it will transmit it to your other thing. So you kind of got a good accurate temperature of what's going on uh, at the grill and what's going on in the meat. Because, yeah, one thing you want to do is the ones that kind of go into the middle of the grill, that's giving you kind of your air temperature in there. And then the ones with the – because I think, Mike Howard, are you talking about the – it comes with, like, clips almost. You clip them into your grates and you stick the probe right through there. That's giving you more of a reading of kind of a little bit of air, but a lot of, too, what your grates are at, which is kind of what you want. So it'll give you right in there, right on that grate. Really is to install. Yeah, I, I agree, Mike. That's what I have, and I need to get a new one because I've I let mine sit out in the rain too long. So <laughs> I gotta replace. Mike, you gotta go for the uh, the smoke, the Thermoworks smoke. What's that? That's the one. That's my latest and greatest one that I bought last winter. Let's show is it. I'll bring I'll bring that up here so everybody can see it. Okay, good. Because I'm looking to get a quality one. Yeah, waterproof. Really, and okay. you can actually buy waterproof probes. And it's got a magnet in the back of it, so you can just actually leave the thing uh, stuck to the side of your grill or oh. hopper. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, stick it right to that hopper. That'd be great. I always, I'm always trying to, you know, I have to set it somewhere, hang it somewhere. Yeah, if you look at the back of it, um, that's magnets, and they're strong freaking magnets. They 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 snap on. You got to watch your fingers. So it's a thermoworks smoke. Yeah, it's what, kind of do you, what kind of distance do you get with that, uh, Mark? Um, it's supposed to be about 300 feet, but the other benefit is that if you go to their website, they're actually coming up with a Wi-Fi module for it. So yeah, this is the thing that goes around your neck. That's so that goes around your neck, right, on, the, on a lanyard, and you get about yeah. 300 feet with that, and they're coming up with a Wi-Fi module that is this with an antenna at the side of it. Because The one downside of mine is I'm in the basement, and the, the receiver has a signal right to my door. If I come any further past the door to this room, it loses its signal. So I, you know, what I'd love to do is be able to set it on the desk right in front of me, especially when you're doing a long smoke, and be able to do that. But if I brought it in here, it wouldn't do that. If I had a Wi-Fi one, then that would solve that problem. Yeah, I'm, I've been waiting for them, and I've asked, I've asked to be a beta tester for Wi-Fi for their Wi-Fi module if they need them. Um, I don't know if that happened or not, but and and the nice thing is, I, I have the version that you have. Um, maybe a company called Maverick and there's a couple of different guys that brand it, but they all look the same. Ready chef makes it, uh, uh, there's like five different people that sell it. Um, and every time you fire the thing up, you have to pair it and you have yeah. to make sure you turn one on and the other one on. And these things nice. are paired automatically. You don't, you turn one That's on, nice. you turn the other one on, they're on. There, there's no, oh crap. It missed it. I got to sink back up again. Like this, 
the pen is sticking to it, and it, there's almost no metal there. Like the thing is, that's good. And not terribly expensive at a hundred bucks. No, and very good. I was. It's, I had three of them. I have two of the cheaper ones, and I bought that one uh, at Christmas. You can make me buy something else tonight. <laughs> Although I'm going to wait for the Wi-Fi. I'm going to wait yep, for the Wi-Fi. Me too. Oh no, the Wi-Fi adds on. It's an add-on to it. Oh darn it! I got to buy it tonight. Uh, now you got to buy it. <laughs> so if you look at the bottom picture here, um, that one picture by itself—that's a Wi-Fi receiver. This one down. This one down here. Here, let's see if I can click on it and get it to. There we go. Yeah, so that's, that's the Wi-Fi receiver right there. That's the gateway. Hmm. So for a hundred bucks, you get these two units, right? You get both. Yep. You, you yep. get both. That's the that's the handheld. You see the magnets in the whoop, You see the magnets in the back. And very nice. Like for the guys that have had the Maverick units, it can be a bit of a pain to try and set these temperature uh, alarms. Yes. Um, if you go to the front of that one, Jim. Which one? The, if you go to the front of that big unit, if it mm-hmm. shows you a picture of the front of it. Oh, the front. Let me see. I No, uh, it doesn't. Top, no. Uh, top right, left right, there we go. Right there. there we go. Okay, so the, the two buttons on the left are your set points. You hit set, and then you use the up and down arrows to, t- to set the, the temperature. Oh, it's, good. So you can go down because on the Mavericks, you can't go down. You can only go right, up. Right. You only go up. It's, <laughs> really, it's a really intuitive system. Um, I'm very happy with it. You can even calibrate it. It's got a calibrate button on the back of it if you want to calibrate it in boiling water. I'm going to have to hmm. do that. Yeah. So, um, that, so that was two of the things. What was the third one I put on there? Or four, I guess I put four things on. You and also, uh, hold on, let me let me stop sharing so I can get back to to that. All right. Uh, you also had had, uh, what else did you have here? Let's pop this open. Uh, moink balls. Yeah. yeah. Food. So I did, uh, we were at a party last weekend and we had a, rig, uh, oh, sorry. Next one was my, I got a new controller for my barbecue. From yeah. I, So I got a new barbecue and I got a new controller. Okay. So last last November, I'm sitting there looking at Kijiji, which is our version of Craigslist, and uh, somebody was selling a two-year-old thousand-dollar grill for two hundred and sixty-five bucks. So I called them up and I said, "Is it in good condition?" They said, "Yep, it's two years old. It's had about fifty pounds of pellets throughout. We're just selling everything. It won't fit in an RV because they're moving. They're selling their house and moving into an RV. A retired couple. So I, I stopped off there the next night, picked it up, got it home, and I bought." probably close to triple in accessories as to what I paid for the grill. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. So I bought uh, a blanket for it so I can cook in the winter. Um, I bought a front shelf for it. So you actually have someplace to put your food when you bring it out, either on or off the grill. And I bought that new controller because the stock Traeger controller isn't a PID controller. It's some sort of basic temperature controller. And if the fire goes out in the middle of the night, you don't know about it. It just you wake up in the morning and it says uh, error on the front of it. That PID controller, uh, I also bought an upgraded fan and an upgraded auger for it. So it's it was a big, it was a it was as much for that stuff as it was for the grill, but that has an auto relate feature on it. So as the temperature drops below 165 degrees, it relates itself. It fires up the hot rod again and relates itself. So that's the main reason I bought it. Doing a cook overnight, I don't want the thing to run out of. Uh, I don't want the thing to go out if I'm doing a smoke, mm-hmm. and the Traegers are notorious for getting for going out. And it's so easy. My wife uses it now where she wouldn't, the tr- the dock controller she would use, my propane she would never use. This thing she used a few times and has no issue with it. Mark, you mentioned, a, you mentioned a blanket. And, yep. you know, we talked at the beginning of the show about how hot it is right now. But even in Atlanta, 
uh, it does get you know cold in the winter. And if you're going to smoke it all during the winter, especially with a pellet grill, where you know you're going to struggle to keep temperatures, a blanket you know is something uh, important to keep those temperatures on a, a long cook. So I, I actually bought a blanket since the last show too, for um, for my Rectec uh, pellet grill, and it makes a difference. Makes a huge hope. difference. The amount of yeah. pellets you go through, that's the first thing you'll notice is like if you cook without it, you are cranking through pellets. And yep. with it, it's it's almost close to what you'd have in the fall or springtime. Yeah. Well, that, that blanket that's on that picture, uh, that day was about minus 25 Celsius. Um, and on the that's for the old controller. So there's a, there's a thing called a P setting, which is the duty cycle of, of how fast it feeds pellets in. P0 is the most pellets you can feed into it or the shortest time. And it was still having a hard time on smoke setting with that blanket on it. And that's, uh, it's, it's almost like an asbestos material wrapped inside it. So foil line on the inside, the thing weighs about 25 pounds, 25, 30 pounds for that blanket. Yeah. Um, that was another ex- expensive accessory, but it made me, it, it got, allowed me to be able to, to uh, cook all through the winter. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are a must have if the place you live in is cold. And yeah. even Atlanta, which which is not as cold as where you guys live, but um, you know you, you get down to, into the the 30s or something like that, and you got a, a decent wind, that'll mess up your cooking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. A blanket, <laughs> blanket for your smoker. <laughs> Free lifetime firmware updates, by the way, they advertise on their site there, and uh, says send your PID controller to us when there's an update to the firmware. Send the controller to us. We'll update the controller at no cost and send it back to you. They are a premier pellet cooker supplier. Like they'll sell you just the hopper and controller so you can re- retrofit it. Guys will make smokers out of uh, filing cabinets, out of old fridges, out of whatever you want. So they'll sell you that, the guts on that. But they also sell like full on commercial uh, smokers for six, seven, eight thousand bucks for kitchens. Have have um, Mike or Mark? Have you guys ever done a um, a fifty five gallon drum? As a, no, as a I have not. But a, a buddy of mine has, and I, that's one of the ones I keep on looking at getting because they're they call them uh, UDSs, ugly drum smokers. I saw who's that guy? There's a guy in PBS all the time that uh, you know he's the he he's kind of their the grill expert. Uh, Steve Rakin. Yeah, Steve Rakin. He, I saw him cooking one of those, and uh, super low tech. I mean, I think that guy can cook. You never know. He tastes it, and it could just taste like crap, and you'd never know because, you know, he's not going to go. He's not going to take a bite and then go, you know, uh, on his own show. But uh, Mike Weger, have you ever thought about uh, using one of those uh, using a fifty-five gallon drum for uh, for for grill? I haven't. You know, if if it makes heat or smoke. It'll get the job done. So it's, it yeah. doesn't really matter, I guess, what you put it in, right? That with a lid and uh, and a couple stops, so you can put uh, the grates in different spots. That would seem uh, pretty pretty interesting. And you know what? I think though, Mark, you it's just as you were talking, you're like, okay, so I got this deal on this grill. You know, for two two sixty five is what you said to, and then I spent yeah. five hundred dollars, <laughs> right? Probably in in the upgrades to well, it. I'm, now you I'm got a lot for triple it. the price of it, but. I would have if I if I paid if I bought that grill brand new I still would have bought those upgrades like uh, Mike Weger's grill is one of the ones I'm looking at getting to complement my my collection and if I get that I'm still going to be getting a blanket for that one yeah. so I need a blanket for it no matter what it, it's I got rid of I sold the grill though I'm now the four well now you need the Green Mountain right now I need the Green and, Mountain I have the room yeah. for it now 
Well, wait a minute. I thought four was the limit. I thought the wife said only four. But then I got away with five. Okay. (laughs) She told me to buy it. She, uh, there you go. Baker thinks she told you. I was sitting on the couch beside her, and I'm like, somebody's selling a Traeger in November. And she says, we'll call them up and see if it's for sale. Let's see if it's still for sale. So I, I called right away, and I said, told her the price and told her it was new. And she said, go for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I got a, I got a pretty good wife, though. She's also the one who told me to go buy the Mavic. No. So yeah. I, I get away with a lot. Jim, other I, Jim I, says, what about a hole in the ground? I was watching a, a show the other night where a guy just took cinder blocks, made them into like a U, put um, coals down underneath that, put a grate on top of it or somewhere in, inside of that, put a whole pig on top of that, and then covered it with cardboard. Huh. And, cardboard. and cooked and did a long, slow smoke with that. Because I guess the cardboard was up high enough that it was only getting a couple hundred degrees or whatever it was. It didn't catch on fire. And the reason he chose cardboard because it would let a little bit of air escape. Okay. Of that. So anything you can control the temperature in, you know, you can cook. Well, it. That's kind of the key, right? Is is temperature control. I think I've learned that from you guys as we've been doing these shows. Because oh, totally. I was always kind of a you know just blazing hot, throw it on, you know, kind of kind of grill guy. And you know, between you guys and Ryan Parker and and some of the conversations we've had. Um, I, I really need to learn how to turn those knobs down a little bit and let it cook a little longer. Now, granted, 90% of the time I do burgers yeah. or I'll do chicken breasts and that, you know, that stuff cooks pretty easy. It's screaming hot and, uh, and that works pretty well, but. And it's hard on a gas grill. You can only go down so far. I mean, a gas grill just gets hot, especially mm-hmm. if it's a little bit on the smaller side. I mean, there's no way, even if I turn my gas grill on the lowest settings, I mean, that thing still gets really hot in there over time. Yeah. Well, the, the other the other problem with gas grills is you have huge holes in the back of it, letting the heat that you do have out. Right, all these smokers are are controlling the amount of airflow. Well, the gas grill, if you look behind your the lid, yeah. there's a there's a, a gap of two or three inches by the width of the grill. Um, Jim, you're talking about hot and fast. That picture that I'm showing right there, uh, yep. that was Delicious. 450 degrees for 40 minutes, and then put on my smoker to, to slow cr- the rest of the way. 450 and and it it didn't it didn't uh, for for how long 40 minutes okay so just getting a crust just basically you're searing it just with heat like not with contact not with the frying pan i just so that's prime rib so that was 450 for 40 minutes and then a smoker or on a gas grill no on my charcoal grill okay and then uh so i did three i did three prime ribs between uh new year's eve and easter and it's all screwed in the same way. Um, get my, my charcoal grill nice and hot to uh, sear it just to get like a lot of really hot air around the, around the meat and then transfer over to my uh, Traeger. So I'm using two grills. And one guy, when I talked to him one time, said, well, yeah, but you're using two, two grills to do that. I'm like, but I have two grills. So I don't really care if I'm using two grills. I have both of them to use. I may as well use them. Yeah. I think two grills is a must, especially for, you know, the main times that I'm cooking is when we have a bunch of people over to hang out in our backyard. And, and I mean, it's just really hard when you got people who want burgers and some want wings and you're trying to slow cook something. I mean, you just need at least two, probably almost three. I use my gas grill for like hot dogs and burgers and then leave the, the smokers completely full with chicken and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, two, probably three would be ideal. And then four or five, if you're, if your wife's a rock star. So <laughs> I, I was using I used two grills this weekend because I did ribs. Um, that those ribs I entered into a competition with. Uh, 
they were cooking for seven hours. Their baby backs to cook for seven hours and uh, just sharing it. Um, when those were done, I then made moink balls and put those on one grill and then I fired up another grill and I had another set of appetizers on the other grill. What's a moink ball? It's a meatball wrapped in bacon, dusted with barbecue sauce, and then you put it on the grill for half an hour and then you take it off. Uh, I made a, a mixture of barbecue sauce and apple juice and then um, put it back on the grill till that gets nice and um, crispy. Yeah. And then you serve it. Awesome. Now, you said the ribs seven hours. So I generally go about seven hours following the basic format of three, two, one. Yeah, those aren't these. Those are just smoked. Those are yeah. I don't I don't wrap ribs. Um, oh, I don't no. like the the I, I like the just I like to be able to bite the meat the meat off the bone. Yeah. Um. So those were smoked for two hours, so about two hundred degrees for two hours with a smoking tube going, and then turned up to two fifty for the next five hours, and in the last hour they got sauce. Um, and they had a really but those ribs. That's, so that's two racks of ribs. It was. It was three kilos, so that's almost seven pounds in two racks of ribs. They were the, some of the thickest baby backs I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, I'll There's do a three, good. two, one, but I do wrap mine. I'll wrap it, put some apple juice in there, keep the you know keep them wet a little bit. And uh, the, the biggest thing with ribs, I think, the most people forget to do is peel off that membrane. Yes. On the, on the back that. side, you have to do it. And there's been a few yeah. times where I've just actually forgot. You know, you just kind of you're getting you're rushing through stuff and. You as soon as you bite in, you're like, oh come on. <laughs> now, Mike, when you on. when you do the two and wrap it, you put apple juice in there. What else are you putting in there? Uh, a little bit of seasoning too. So a little, I'll put a little rub in there actually with Try the apple juice. sugar, honey, Ooh. ground sugar, honey, and uh, parquet okay. margin. Yeah, brown that's one. Sugar, that's one everyone says. Brown honey. sugar, parquet okay. margin. And you're putting that over the ribs or just in the bottom of the wrap? I, I put it on both sides of the, of the thing. You know, you, the you're not like you know putting a huge amounts, but you put some in there right. and then wrap it. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. I'm going to try so that one that, out. That was another set of ribs I made uh, last summer. And that was done the same way, but I finished it off with baby, um, sweet baby Ray barbecue sauce, peach preserves, and ghost pepper sauce. And Ooh. those were those were good. So those were really a lot hot. of compliments. No, you had to really be careful of the ghost sauce, but it gave it a nice little, nice little bit of heat without being overly hot. But I only put in like a, a half a teaspoon in a, a almost a bottle of Baby Ray's. Okay. And I'm trying to see some of the other stuff I've made since Mark, then. You mentioned uh, those the moink balls that you, you did. Yep. It's a meat ball wrapped in bacon. Um, we've I've seen those wrapped in sirloins, you know, where the so the sirloin has been cut into into that meatball size, and then they've wrapped them in bacon. Do you cook the sirloin first, then wrap it in bacon, cook it that way, or can it all no. cook in the, the meatball? And how long do those take? Uh, so the moink balls are pre cooked. I'm buying pre cooked Italian meatballs, but I did those. Um, they call those. Them? I think they call them filet mignon when you take a, a steak wrapped in uh, bacon. Yeah, and I did some of those two weeks ago on our grill, and it took. 45 minutes to do medium. Again, I'm using my thermometer, right? So you, you do about 120 and then you pull them off and let them sit. And one thing I did do that I'm very happy with that it worked out because it can be a real pain to try and do. And I've, I've done it twice and I was actually successful both times, which shocked me, was um, brisket. So we finally have a source of, of inexpensive brisket. 
and I did it twice and both of them with a friend of mine who's, I have a friend now who's a uh, competition winning, uh, what they call them, grand, grand champion, weekend grand champion or grand champion co contest winner or something like that. Anyways, it's a winner of barbecue contest. So this guy travels around probably six hours from his house and has barbecue contests. He's, and he's actually hosting one in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be learning how to judge that. And he gave me some tips on how to do brisket. Let's and both of them, what's that? Let's hear him because brisket is hard. No kidding. It's it's the toughest. I can't well, get it right. You see that I, picture right there? I love perfect. the smoke ring I see too, by the way. Yeah. That was tender enough that you can hang it off a knife. And that fed, that was seven pounds. Uh -huh. um, we had 11 people over and there's only enough brisket left for lunch for my wife and I the next day. And that was it. It, it disappeared. But it took, uh, it was, uh, put it, I put it on at six o'clock in the morning. We, it was off at four o'clock in the afternoon and we carved it at six. So what are you doing for that one then? Yeah, what temps and? So that set, uh, it got smoked for three hours. So again, around 200 degrees with the smoking tube going. And then it gets turned up to 250 to 165 degrees. Then it gets put into a, and this is just a flat. It's not the point. And then you can see the pan behind, or you could have seen the pan behind it. So it gets dumped into a pan, aluminum pan with some beef broth, like a cup or two cups of beef broth covered and then braised like that until it hits 203. Then you pull it out and you wrap it in, in um, towels and put it into a cooler and let it sit for a couple hours. And that was it. Oh. So it was not a real, and that's his competition recipe. So this is what I do when I'm doing a competition. And it's, and then for the rub, I used, um, a three-layer rub. So I use uh, Dizzy Pig's beef rub uh, on all sides. I use salt, pepper, garlic mix on all sides. And then I put Chicago steak spice on the top. It looks fantastic. I like that steak uh, seasoning on top of a brisket. We do that same thing. And it adds that, I don't know, just that good flavor to it at the very, when you bite into that crust around the outside. Yeah. Some people find it a little too peppery, but there's so little outside on a slim slice of brisket that I don't right. really care about it. Right. I've done four briskets and only one of them turned out really good. So I'm going to have to try your method next time. Brisket is, it's a bad looking piece of meat. It's uh, not that expensive, but if you don't do it right, it is one of the best meats in my opinion. And if you can find the flat only, like if you can find one that's already been butchered for you, mm -hmm. that's the easiest one to try with. I need to do that because I've never done just the flat. I've always done the flat and the point. And it's like, it, it tasted dry when I took, when I wrapped it at, at 165, it tasted dry. I took a piece off, it tasted good, but it was dry. And I'm like, oh crap, I screwed this one up. <laughs> Four hours later, we tried it. I'm like, wow, uh, yeah, this, this didn't screw up, this worked. <laughs> Mark, what are you using? Uh, this is another tool I don't use enough, but do you use an instant read thermometer? Uh, and if you do, what do you use? Uh, my go-to that I use daily is another Thermoworks product. So that same site I got the smoke from, they make a thing called a thermal pen. And it's not cheap. It's about the same price as the as the, um, the thermometer. Um, the thermal pen Mark IV, I think I have a Mark III. It's 100 bucks, but it's a quick instant read. Like it, it's two seconds versus, and as you see the size of the point on it, um, it's like a needle point. Now, the interesting part about that is that the probe that comes with the Thermalwork smoke also has the same point. So they're saying you can use your smoke thermometer as an instant read. Mike, what about you? Mike, uh, I, I, I was trying to look mine up. Mine is, uh, I think, a Javelin. Is that one of them, Mark? 
How do you look? They make a pop. They make a Thermalworks pop. Something like that. I'll have to look at it. But yeah, I have I have one too that's stuck to the refrigerator. It's got a magnet, and you know you take it out there. That's a good idea. I got to get that, Mike Weger. What about you? I'm trying to look at the brand I have. So the one thing that I like to do when you're, you know, in your local town, there's probably a barbecue shop with some guy in there that owns it, who knows everything about barbecue. So it's a lot of fun. So in Omaha, we have the hub, which is helping you barbecue. And uh, I went in there and and he had one and I, I grabbed that one out of there, but it, it's kind of fun. He's a, he's one of those same things, champion guy. He's always got fun recipes to try. He remembers who you are. It's a, so I, I kind of like going to those shops and, and seeing what they suggest. Yeah. It's going to throw You're only going to have a few selections. And you're probably going to pay a little bit more. But it's still kind of fun. It's, it's worth it. It's totally worth it because barbecue is one of those things. The people who have been doing it for a really long time, if you just listen to them a little bit, it just makes your cooking that much better. Yeah. Kind of like you, Mark, you know, from your friend of the weekend, and all of a sudden you have this amazing brisket. Well, he's actually hosting, he's putting on a barbecue contest. Um, we have a holiday coming up the first Monday in August. Um, and he's hosting a barbecue contest. It's a three day contest. And on the Friday, um, there's a course on how to judge Kansas city barbecue. And I'm taking that course. And at the same time, I'm going to be, so I'm going to be certified judge for the Kansas city barbecue society at the end of it. And I'm learning how to judge it. So I'm joining the membership. I'm joining society and I'm learning how to be a judge. Nice. You got to come awesome. down to Kansas city and try it here. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Mark, you're all in, man. I love it. I love that <laughs> about too. you. You are all, there's no halfway. halfway. You <laughs> are going all the way in my friend. That's uh, I got to get, I, I think that's my next thing is I got to get a good, really good instant read. I, it's just not a discipline I've learned in the cooking. I'm kind of kind of trusted my instincts uh, and it's worked on the meat that I cook. But if I want to do more of these, I really need to get better at kind of, at, you know, just pop out there, check the inside temperature and uh, make sure it's taken care of. Mike, it's so hard. I put mine in chat and it's uh, what, $50, the Javelin Pro, something like that. That's the read. Jim, if you got the smoke, you can do two birds and one stone. You know what I'm doing lately, Jim, is I've always done my burgers on my gas grill or if I had a charcoal back then. The last few months, I've done my burgers on the smoker. And what I do is I put it on the smoker. I stick a probe into, into two of the different patties. So I get two reads, one on each end of the, the thing. Put the burgers on there, put the probe in, and then you never have to come back until it hits the temperature. There's no flipping. You know, I do them, I think, at 350 is what I got it turned up to. And it takes a little bit longer than if you put them on your gas grill, but you get your temperature exactly where you want. They look and taste great. They have that little hint of smoke to them. You're not going to get a lot of smoke over that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, and with that yeah. with that kind of temperature. But it's it's super easy. You just sit back down and, and um, you know, watch TV or do whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Mike Weger, you're going to say something. Well, I was going to say too with the with the thermometers and keeping temperature, it's just so hard too. Because if you were to look at it visually, there are times where I will look at it. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be done, and it'll still sit on there for another two hours before it actually hits that temperature it's supposed <laughs> to. You know, by the look of it, you're like, oh, this has got to be done. And you've been because, and especially because I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but uh, I will do the same exact weight of let's say some pulled pork. I'm going to make a you know a pork butt. You do one of those. Sometimes it'll take you seven hours, sometimes 10. It is all over the board uh, with the same poundage. Even. So it's just, I, I thought when I first started out that you could kind of do one and then kind of get your timing down and, and prepare. But uh, you really just got to start early and then have that cooler ready with some towels to, to put it in and for when everyone comes over. Because I've had sometimes had to rush it at the end because some of them take an extra. My last hours. one took 16 hours. It was a nine pound, oh. nine pound butt. 
Yeah. And they, you, you read some websites and they'll say it's a one to one ratio, one hour for one for each pound. Right. I have never been out. And that's, and they say that's a 225. I've never hit that. It's usually an hour and a half to two hours for me. So the thing with something like a pork butt or is, is do it earlier, pound on being able to do it earlier and you know, don't do that one hour thing. Don't, so you don't have to rush it so much at the end, count on an hour and a half to two hours. Then if you finished early, you can always wrap it and keep it for a good while. Oh, I've, I've had one for seven hours in minus yeah. 30 Celsius. Like yeah, I, so I, you can keep it for a long time. What, what do you wrap I, it in when you're uh, done? A pre-warm cooler. So you warm them. If you fill a cooler up with hot water, dump it out, then a couple of layers of foil, then a couple of towels, and dump it in there and leave the lid shut. Yeah. I wrap it. You know, your first wrap is aluminum foil, then like beach towels or whatever else, and then you stick it in the cooler. How, if it's how only the cooler you can, too. The smaller the cooler, the better. Okay. And if it's only going to be like, you know a little bit of time, if you only need to, to get to do like an hour or so, you don't have to put it in the cooler. The longer the amount of time you're going to need, um, then you need to bring in the cooler. And sometimes had- in a pink, you can preheat your oven to the lowest, lowest setting and uh, and throw it in there. If it's only going to be half an hour, 45 minutes, I, I've done that in a pinch. It's not the best because it's still a little too hot in there, but... I've done it where I pulled one off at five o'clock in the morning because it, it was the same time you can have it done late. You can have the thing done early. Yeah. So I planned on getting up at eight o'clock and it was done at five o'clock in the morning and it was minus 30 out uh, middle of winter. It was, it was New Year's Eve. Pulled the thing off, wrapped it in cooler, wrapped it and put it in the cooler. We had two hour drive in cold temperatures to go to where we're going. And then we had it for dinner for uh, a mid-afternoon lunch at two o'clock in the afternoon. It was still 165 Fahrenheit when I pulled the port. <laughs> but I, had my, I left my thermometer in there. Yeah. yeah. That just seems so weird to me to think, you know, having meat that warm for that long and it's still okay. You know, and I know it is. I know it is. But it just, it, to me, that's, that is odd. But to, to some degree, like a pork butt or a brisket and some of the others, you don't want to take them off meat right away anyway. Right. Even if you you know, time it right, you're going to want some time for those juices to resettle back into the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I got to let it rest uh, for sure. Hey, let's switch gears a little bit. Mike, you had put in the notes a Blackstone outdoor griddle. Uh, I, I think Mark's going to have to go for numbers. Is that six or seven? What do you got? Yeah, let, me, let me show this griddle while we're talking. I have a griddle for my Weber. This is this. I have had so much fun with this thing, uh, and it's not that expensive. I think that if you look on online on Amazon, it's like two ninety nine or something. I bought mine for right over two hundred dollars. There's sales on this thing all the time. Um, and I, you're looking at the, the Blackstone website, which is going to be retail, uh, right? Uh, two ninety nine. There, you can find it cheaper. Oh, you can definitely find it cheaper, and it's awesome. Uh, there's a smaller model too. I think a twenty eight inch if you want a smaller one, but I got the thirty six. And it's just a 36-inch plate of heavy steel, cold-rolled steel that heats up to whatever, you know, temperature it heats up to. And you can do, um, you know, anything. You can put anything on there. You can put on, you know, pancakes. You can put on eggs. You can put on bacon, you know, all at the same time if you want to. Uh, I have all, I've done all that. Plus, I've done so – you've ever been to, like, um, Connie House, one of those how, those places where they do the chicken um, the chicken fried rice or whatever that stuff is? Right there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can do that. So I've done that where I've cooked the rice a, a day or two before. Then you put the rice on there. You put the chicken on there. You put whatever you know, carrots and broccoli, whatever you're going to mix in there. Cook it all on there. Just fantastic stuff. I I like my burgers and steaks and that kind of stuff better on the smoker or the grill. But if you're one of those that likes those, what they call smash burgers, where you know you're smashing it and it's, it gets that char on the outside, it's good for that. I'm not a big char type person. 
but there's there's so many other things you can do on there. I mean, you go outside and start cooking bacon in the morning, your neighbors wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you got a line out your backyard. Yeah. What does it do with the grease? Is it, it does it have so, a kind of a, a trap or how does that work? It's one thing you want to make sure it's it's fairly level wherever you put it, because uh, it has a slight lean toward the front of it, and there's a little tray, a little uh, V in the front, and then that has a slight lean to to go off to the right of the thing, and then it has a little a little tray down there. Mine actually drips a little bit, so I have a little thing underneath it to catch the dripping. I think in a future version, maybe in the one they're selling now, they've addressed that issue. Um, and then you you know you get the little spatulas and you're basically a, a chef out there doing the little yeah, spatulas. Short, short order cook, short, right? Yeah, short order cook. Yeah. It is fun to cook on. Yeah, it's kind of you could do the whole Waffle House thing because that's that's right, basically what they have, just bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. I, then that would that's my fi- my favorite kind of cooking. The the problem is always it's messy. You know, if you're doing bacon and mm-hmm. everything's you know splattering, it can be a little messy. So Depends outdoor, on you do got you cover it, it or yeah, yeah I, it came with the cover because um, you it, you know it's, it's like a uh, cast iron skillet thing. You don't want it to get wet and all that. You gotta you gotta do the little curing stuff and you need to put some oil on it. What I do when I'm done is I just take some Pam, not like the butter flavor, just the regular Pam. Spray that, spread it out, and then that's good to the next time I go to use it. And then you put some oil on it when you go to use it again. Um, but it you know because it's that hard steel you can cut on it you can you know hit your little spatula thing on it um you have it pulled a little bit away from the house because if you're doing bacon it does splatter and you know if you have it pulled a little away from the house it won't splatter onto the house um but it is fantastic i want to i want to do this this is what i want next it was big on the uh, barbecue forum for about a year like it was somebody else got a black stone somebody else got a black stone it was crazy yeah um mark you said you got an attachment have I have a attachment uh, for something for my Weber 22 inch kettle. I have a stainless steel, probably uh, eighth inch, three sixteenths inch um, griddle that goes on top of it with a grease trap at the front of it. So for the two of us, I haven't, I haven't used it. I've had it for a year and I haven't used it, but for the two of us, it'll do exactly what we need to do. Mm-hmm. See, and I've seen somebody take a, a disc for like a, a, for a plow and they turn that into a wok. And so, you know, that, that, and then, you know, you do the same thing. You heat that up, you oil it, you season it, you know, thing. And then you can put that on top of a single burner and that'll, you know, with a, you know, with a, you know, uh, and they've, I've seen them um, weld handles onto the side. So you can at least move that thing around. And I've always wanted to do one of those, but um, I, I, now Mike, now that I've seen this griddle, like, it's like, oh man, that would be on a Saturday morning. Right before Ask the Podcast Coach, just go out there and yeah. make and some omelets. Once the you, smell out of the once, house, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's no getting that smell out of the house for like the next well, two that, days. That smell's not bad. I'm not telling. <laughs> so, and speaking of the smell, the first time I used it, I put it together in the garage. And I cooked our breakfast, the bacon and all that. The garage smelled like bacon for like a week and a half. <laughs> Again, not a bad thing. Yeah. Everything's better with bacon. Well, yeah, but every once time you go home, you get hungry, and <laughs> once you get it cured, you know, it's, it's like that um, the the cast iron steel. Once you get it cured, it's fairly easy with the cleanup. You know, you do need to clean it up, you know, shortly after you use it. But I, I the cleanup for me is only a few minutes. Um, it's not a big distraction for you, me. You just clean it up with a paper towel. I mean, is it is well? What, I do a couple of cast iron. The, the yeah, the 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 meat that's still on there. If you have anything particles left on there, I scrape them off. And then what I typically do is take a, a an old towel wet it 
and then uh, while it's still hot, wet it, and then take one of the spatulas and just wipe that around to get it cleaned off, and then you know, put that aside. Yeah, yeah. And then with four with four burners, you can have if you don't want your bacon or you uh, maybe you want one side where it's just keeping the stuff warm, or you want uh, to cook something different that needs a different temperature, you can have that spread across there too. Jim, whatever house you get next, you're going to have to make sure you have a nice big covered patio. No, totally. Yeah. It, totally. It, the, the, the hard part's just the prep. You know, for me, I'm a little, I'm, I, you know, you, you, if you're going to cook this way, you do got to prep more. It just is not, you know, you're not just pulling things out. You're marinating in advance and those things. Mike, what were you going to say? Well, for the griddle, you don't have to do that much prep unless you're doing something like the chicken, whatever that, I'm not saying the name. Chicken fried rice? Yeah, chicken fried rice. If you're doing chicken that, rice, yeah. you do have to do the rice beforehand because you're not putting raw rice on there. You're, you're just cooked rice. But speaking of covered, you, the last, when I did the pork butt, we were mentioning the pork butt that was 16 hours. It's been raining here in Atlanta almost daily. And so I was hoping I can get the whole cook done without the rain. And it didn't. It somewhere around the in the 16 hour cook, somewhere around hour 15, no, not 15, uh, 13, about three hours before we were done, it started pouring raining. So I took the umbrella off of our patio furniture and stuck it right next to it. That is generally good. I can just put that there, let it go. I'm not sure how the smoker would handle pouring down raining on it while it's cooking, but at the at the very least, it would hurt the temperature. So I put that over there, but it was windy too. So while it was windy and lightning and thundering, I'm having to hold the pole, thinking, am I going to be here for three hours holding this electrical, this lightning rod? Um, so <laughs> I'm looking at, you know, for especially long cooks, I don't have a covered deck. My deck's not covered. I'm looking at uh, buying this thing here to put over top of it to give it some protection if it rained. And this is a SunJoy. It's a steel rectangular grill gazebo. Is what it is we're showing. And by the way, if you're listening to the audio version, you might. This is a good one to pop over, and uh, we got a lot of pictures here. We we haven't, we have not made this audio friendly, but you want to come over and uh, to, and take a look at it. But a gazebo, yeah, a good good uh, five by eight, mm -hmm. and uh, and look looks pretty tough. I don't want it. Bucks. Yeah, I don't want it super large because I don't want taking up all my deck. I don't want a covered deck. I want I like my open deck. Yeah. And this one's even um, something that I could slide around if I you know. I have a, my smoker on one side of the grill and I have the um, gas grill on the other side. I could move it over there if I needed to. Um, Uyghur, you've got a pretty good covered deck, don't you? Yeah, we do. I was going to I have one panorama here of the bottom area I just took. So let's see. So if you guys can see that. So that whole area back there behind the house has a cover. is That's like nice, a, yeah. an arched area and there's a fireplace and a TV right there. And I'll find a different, but it's kind of nice because I can stick. You can see my two grills there over on the side. Yeah. And I actually, I have to put a fan, though, to kick the smoke out one way because we'll all be hanging out here, you know, watching TV or watching the football game. And all that smoke will just billow in because we have a fan up in the ceiling of this outdoor mm -hmm. area, too. And it'll just kind of move it all around. And everyone will feel like they're in a concert, with like a really <laughs> hazy concert. And, uh, <laughs> so you got to put a fan to kick that smoke out the other way. But, yeah, it works out actually really, really well. I like that layout. That's good. I am. Um, I've been looking at uh, uh, Mike. You mentioned fans, and uh, I've actually let me show you the one I'm thinking. Something like this going with uh, on deck to. It's just one of these uh, that I've got. Um, it's a it's a utility. You know, it's kind of it's a 24 inch two speed. 
I would probably go with more like a five speed just so I get some more variability, you know, variability, variability, variability. There we go in it. Uh, but something I can put outdoors, uh, you know, covered up when we're not using it. But um, it would be nice to get some movement on my deck uh, on the real hot days. And, you know, we, we are a, we're, we're a three-step deck down now, and it would just be nice to have that sitting up right by the house, kind of blowing air across the, the front of the deck. Um, and so I think I'm going to spend 100 to 150 if I'm going to do something like that. That seems to be the price that, that I'm going to have. Mike, you, you, Mike Weger, you mentioned a fan. Is that What are you using to, to vent that smoke? It's actually just a cheap box fan. Uh, I set it right up on the hopper of the smoker and kick it out and it just shoots it out the other way. It's a super cheap, as cheap as I could go. I think like $17. Do you hang it or is it on the ground? It's sitting up on the, so those, the grills that we have, the smokers have like a hopper where you put the mm, pellets and it will sit right on top okay. of there. Actually, it's, it's perfect. And then this is uh this is kind of a better angle. If you guys can see, this was actually the picture of the backyard before we moved in. So this is on when we were buying it. So you can kind of see more of how it's laid out with that, you know, upper area, the fan up top mm-hmm. works out pretty well. It's a nice area. Yeah. yeah it's my favorite. It was, it was why we bought the house. <laughs> it was the only reason we bought it. And Hannah's nice to you, dude. She's really good to me. <laughs> She's a good little sugar mama. <laughs> Man, you, you did well, my friend. Right. Yeah, you did well to have that space, Mike. You got a pretty good sized deck, Mike Howard, don't you? Yeah, I, I actually uh, built my deck. So I, when we bought it, when we moved in, it was a ten by ten, and then I added a sixteen by twelve, and then I rebuilt a ten by ten to be a nineteen by nineteen. So it's big, but I don't have none of it's covered. Is that a problem? Do you do you wish you had some shade on it? Not really. You know, the, the area where we go to sit, uh, the uh, the time of day we're going to sit is is shaded. Um, and I like have, we have a lot of stuff in the backyard for birds. And if I covered it, I wouldn't have it. Cause I thought about building a third deck that was lower that I could cover, um, for, for doing something like that. But two things, one, I'd have to walk out, step down to that thing. And then the covering would, would block all of our view from like our kitchen area to the, um, to the, the, the bird activity that's going on out there. My wife loves the bird activity. Uyghur, you've, you can pretty much just step out rain shine snow you can can is your grill area covered yep then yeah so, so, so you're I'll in pretty good shape them. we'll uh i'll just show one more picture actually because it makes it nice for oh where is the share left side green button there we, there we go so so we have the right side too of that little back area that's that's not covered so we can put like a table over there and i'll bring my smoker in under the covered area if i need to if it's raining Otherwise, I like to keep it out because all that smoke will leave kind of a you know a blackish mark if yeah. you let it go too much right up against some some paneling. So I'll keep it out on the left side or the right side, or I'll bring it under if it's raining. But yeah, our favorite time to hang out there is actually when it's raining. You go out there during a thunderstorm and you yeah. can sit and just hear it and be around it. It's that's the awesome. best. That's a that's great. Awesome. That's a great port. That's a great little porch area. Yeah, I got, you awesome. got the TV out there. Yeah, TV and Chromecast, and so. Um, and we, when we got the sofas and chairs, you guys saw in that first picture, picture that made it even better because we can all sit out there and enjoy it. But it's a very tiny house with an awesome backyard. So we, all the money we spent on the house was to buy that backyard. So I was like, I don't care. Well, I'll have one bedroom. I'll, I'll, I'll live in the basement that's unfinished as long as I can have that backyard. So I got caught well, in the rain a couple weeks ago cooking, right in the middle of cooking uh, Scotch eggs, which I couldn't take off. 
and it started to pour like it's just torrential downpours so i ended up doing like what uh, my coward did and put the umbrella on top of the thing and stuck the base of it underneath the edge of the railing of the deck so it was hold upright but it lasted about 15 minutes i covered the uh the hopper with a sheet pan and everything was able to you could hear the, the rain hitting the, the the barrel but it didn't stop it that much yeah. and it, everything finished to cook up so and my, there, my concern is that it will start to rain while I'm sleeping. Like if you're doing a 16 hour cook, you're sleeping during part of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really that bad? If it, I mean, is, if it rains, does it, I mean, and with my grill, if it rained, it just evaporates off the, the top Pellets of it. Can't get wet. Yeah. But and they're not covered. They're not in a covered container. No, they're, they're in a, they're in a, a, a hopper, but it's a metal hopper with a metal lid that's just on top of it. Okay. And it's got maybe a half inch lip, but. That's it. There's no seal or gasket or anything there. And then okay. the, there's a tiny little gap between the hopper and the actual grill that goes down right into that like auger area too. So it's funny when those things get wet, like there'll be some that have <laughs> spilled over onto my patio. Yeah. They turn into like those little growing figures. Like they'll turn into like an yeah. inchworm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause they're, they're all, they're, they're all, all they're really yeah. compressed. So they get wet. It's like, <laughs> it's like the snake in yes, uh, exactly. 4th of July. Yep. And yeah. The other thing about that is that there's electronics there that, yeah. They're running 120 volts, so you don't want to get them soaking wet. Yeah, because underneath uh, where my uh, thing plugs into the, the extension cord I have, I have that, that connection is sitting underneath my smoker. So a light rain would probably be fine, but if it's a pouring, driving rain, that connection could get wet too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I was doing this, I had while I was holding the umbrella, the other thing that started to happen was the GFC outlet that I was connected to on the outside <laughs> of the house kept tripping. So then I had to oh, run yeah. over... Run over, open a door, and run it into the house and plug it into a non-GFC outlet. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> all while I was trying to make it those last three hours. <laughs> just all I want to do is grill. I right. just want to grill. Can you let it? You know. Well, the the uh, the the drawbacks. Mike, anything? Mike uh, Weger, anything? We covered. We've covered. Uh, gone through the list here. Anything you have? You've added to your grill system since you moved in recipes but that's it like i'm just kind of focusing now on getting better with what i have there's always that's the problem there's always stuff you can buy but then for me it's i need to get better at the things and it's really too once you get the recipes down it's getting your timing down for when you have big groups of people over that all like their stuff done at different temperatures because that's definitely the hardest part is yeah i can cook a pork butt and i can get that pulled pork done can you do a pork butt, wings, burgers, hot dogs already at 350 when people are over for the Husker game? Oh, and people are coming late, so keeping stuff hot. Like it's it's kind of a it's an all day kind of you you don't get to watch the game. So it's kind of and also if you're if you're cooking, there's you're not watching much of that Husker game. So it's uh it's those sort of skills that I'm working on that that take time, I think. And that's the stuff kind of you want to focus on once you've once you got the basics. I'm doing an appetizer party in September as a fundraiser. So I'm going to be doing five different appetizers that all have to be ready around seven o'clock. See, and that's, that sounds like a headache. It sounds so yeah. scary to me because one's going to be cold or one's not going to get done. And yeah, it sounds, it's really hard. So it sounds like uh, next time I cook that chicken on that roaster that we got, right? The plug, I need to use apple cider vinegar. Is that right? I use chicken broth and seasonings. Chicken broth and seasonings. Yeah, ooh, but Chicken broth. Okay. I would go with whatever Mark says. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm gonna default to Mark on this one. Chicken broth. What did you say then? Chicken broth and 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 see like a poultry seasoning and chicken broth and inside. Did you throw garlic in there? Yeah, put whatever you want in there. And then on the on the pan itself, make sure you put some liquid in there too. Right. 
And you and put veggies. You put veggies on the bottom, right? Yeah. So I put, like, and then the gravy that comes off of that is now. If you put potatoes in it, nuke. Like if you get the small potatoes, just put them in the microwave for a couple minutes first to get them a little softer because they didn't turn off. Um, and carrots. Like anything hard, you want to microwave a little bit first before you put in the roaster because okay. forty minutes isn't enough to get them soft. Yeah. You mentioned but, that last show, and I did that. I put the carrots and the potatoes in there. I like my carrots slightly uncooked. I like them actually uncooked. Altogether, but I put carrots and I put uh, little bitty russet bread potatoes in there. Fantastic. Yeah, and then you put the seasoning, and don't forget the seasoning on those too. Yeah, and then Mark, how long and at what temperature? I I've only done it once. Um, we have more chickens to to do, but we've only done it on on it once, and I think it was at uh, well, I think it was three seventy five, and I cooked it until the thermometer told me it was ready. Okay, that's 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 just smart. And what do you cook it? What do you cook chicken to? Uh, chicken, I think is 160, 165. I think Mike Howard has that. St- yeah, that I have sticker. a, I have that, I have a, a sticker that is on the side of my refrigerator. Uh, I could have we all do. That's why we, none, we don't know these off the top of our head because we use the sticker all the time. I'd have the and same thing. I think I showed it in the last show, Jim. I'll, I'll try and find it and add it to the show notes. But it's a, it's a little chart that shows you even what woods to cook with if you want to do that, but what temperature to get those certain meats at. And Mark, Mark mentioned uh, the temperature for the chicken, three twenty-five or whatever. Everybody has their own temperature, so you know you can use that as a guide. What you're looking for is the meat, you know, the ending meat yeah. temperature. Yeah. And and Jim, the other thing about that is is grill temperature versus dome temperature is different. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I've and I've got a dome temperature gauge is, right now, which is hot. It's going to be probably cooler. Well, actually, there's well, different thoughts because the heat rises, so it could be hotter, but it's it's further away from the heat, so it could be cooler. Well, and I've got that. I've got that iDevices probe, that Weber. By yeah. the way, we didn't we didn't mention this. Today is the 65th anniversary for Weber Grills. So congratulations to those. Hard to believe that's only been around 65 years. And the very I, I looked on their website. Their first iteration of that is just a stainless steel drum. You know, kind of they they you know it's an interesting contraption uh, that they have. Everybody loves Weber. I'd love to get a big 26 inch Weber, the King Ranch, or uh, yeah, the, the, the big King that. That has the you know the grates will fold in on the sides and you can you can drop your your stuff in. Does a twenty two inch have a folding a folding grate too? Eh, maybe if, if you get the, if you get the performer, the performer's right. got a bit of a cart with it. Uh, that's the one I have. I have the smallest of the performers, so it's got a place to put your lid when you pull the thing off. It hangs on the side, and a nice little like they have it so it has a little hook on the inside of the of the lid, which is harder to hang onto. This thing's got a big ring on the outside of it. Hangs on that. It's got a cart you can hang your stuff on. Uh, it's got a, a shelf on the side so you can put stuff down as you're going to lift the lid up. The center comes out so you can put a wok in there if you want, and it holds a wok. You can put a cast iron grill in there, um, and the sides come up. And, you, and that's what I, if I'm smoking, I use bricks in the ba- in the bottom of it. I put my charcoal behind the bricks, and then I can keep on putting charcoal on top of those, or I can put wood on top of it. Yeah, and you just use the bricks for to retain some of the heat, or the whole. And as a wall, so I can yeah. have a two a two zone. So if I'm yeah. doing chicken wings, you don't want to have chicken wings on top of hot coals; it just causes flare-ups. Right. So I do chicken wings indirect on the Weber before I had my rotisserie. Now I'm going to go buy a basket and do my drip pan in the middle, briquettes on the sides. One side. One side. Oh, you do it that way. Okay. And then have all the heat go off, and I have my vent at the opposite side from where the brick is. Right. Right. And then the last Can... step I do is, is put it on top of the coals. Ken says in chat he needs some recipes. I think we could say, um, hey, Echo. Echo, I need a recipe for a roasted chicken. Welcome to all recipes. Searching for roasted chicken. 
I've found hundreds of results. My recommendation is Juicy Roasted Chicken Recipe. It has 4.5 out of 5 stars with thousands of reviews and takes 1 hour 40 minutes. Would you like to hear the recipe details? Yes, please. <laughs> the description reads, my grandmother's recipe for roasted chicken. We are German and she used to do it this way all the time. I never have had a chicken this juicy before. This little trick works and makes the people eating it go silent. It's funny. We nibble on the celery after. You can hear the reviews or go to the next search result. You can ask for ingredients or start a new search. Let's do the ingredients. Uh, ingredients. The main ingredients you need are chicken giblets, onion powder, margarine, celery leaves. You can check it on your Alexa app. Do you want to hear the ingredient details? Echo stop. That so was pretty that's, good. That was pretty that good. Was that's a pretty cool little like if you you know so Ken if you need we we were monkeying around with this I think the other day when we had I have I, I want to have the I had the we were talking about the dash wand and you I think you can get recipes I think that works let's just try uh, I need a recipe for barbecued chicken hmm, I don't know that one hmm, so maybe I didn't say it right I need a recipe for barbecued chicken hmm, now. So um, I think it works on this. I just need to get the words right. Um, but the Mike, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I think the one thing we could do though is I was thinking on the on the Facebook group, one person just posts a thread saying, "Hey, all recipes go here. Save that," and then everyone in the comments can put recipes. Uh, the best part for smokers too. I think the hardest part when I was learning how to smoke is the detail of, okay, start at this temperature for this until you get up to this temperature. Cause um, smoking instructions are way different than any other cooking instructions you'll get. So, uh, so when people are putting those in there, if you, if you are putting on a smoker, maybe including those, and I think we can all go in there and put some of our recipes. Cause Ken, I agree. One of the hardest parts is getting started. Uh, my wife actually got me a smoker's cookbook for Christmas and it's been a lifesaver. We use it every single time. I'll look up something new and and try it there. So maybe we'll start one post on Facebook with all the comments in it, and people can post uh, the recipes there. Where, also where, some... I learned, where I learned most of my recipes when I first started was a site called Komodo Guru. And I just put it in the chat. That They're, they're um, brand agnostic. So they don't care what brand you have. They have forums for different brands, but it's everything's good, right? And then they have one recipe section. And that's where I probably got at least half my recipes when I started. Yeah, I, I think I think I use that same exact website actually. Mike Coward. Yeah, well, there's, in addition to that, there's also a lot of good YouTube channels where people will show you if you like to learn through video. Yep. Uh, there's a, a, I think we did them last time. I can put them in the show notes again. But there's a number of channels I like to watch uh, and get tips there. Yeah. Me too, especially for all because everyone has their own tips and tricks mm -hmm. for you know mustard all over the pork butt or whatever they're going to use and stuff like that. Didn't think which is in mustard. Yeah, it's a binder. Good. It's a binder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a binder to hold the stuff on. You don't taste it. Yeah. But one thing you'll learn as you watch those videos is is while there's some general rules, like you know, you know, it's only there's when you go to do smoke, you're not going to get smoke flavored that much at certain temperatures. But there's other things you'll learn that uh, there's no one way to do it. You right. Know, so yeah, many different you can ways improvise your you can even improvise for yourself. Yeah. I, I figured out the wand. So hold on a sec. What's the recipe for barbecued chicken? Welcome to all recipes. So that works off the wand too. So in theory, you can take this out in the backyard with you and listen uh, listen to the recipe. Was that a skill you enabled, Jim? Yeah, all all, you, you enable all recipes. Okay. 
Yeah. And it was hilarious when she was reading that, that review, you know, it started that with you, you, you know, everyone will love it. I, yeah. you know, it's just, that's pretty funny. Everyone's quiet when they're eating it. I know. I know. Well, it's, but I, you know, I'm struggling to find uses for the wand. So I'm just kind of thinking, you know, take it out on the deck and you can, unless you have a lot, unless you've got the device with you, do you have a, do you have an Amazon device out there, Mike? Can you get Wi-Fi, Mike? So Mike Weger, can you get oh. Wi-Fi on your patio? Oh yeah, that's actually where my best Wi-Fi is because right on that wall that you guys saw with the three windows is the living room, and that's where our Wi-Fi hotspot is. So we have we have great coverage out there. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Yes. Uh, have you guys have you guys thought about taking uh, the one of those Amazon devices outside so you can talk to it while you're grilling, Mike yeah. Howard? I don't. We get, you know my cooking place is right off the kitchen, and we have the the Alexa Show or Amazon Show, whatever that is, in the kitchen. And so you walk in, of course, when you walk in with your hands full of meat, you can't touch anything. But you, as you walk in, you go, you know, Amazon set a timer for whatever, yep. and it sets it. So you're able to do that right away. I love that. I was last night, I was cooking popcorn. I, I was talking about the show. And my wife wants to go see a movie. So as I'm cooking a popcorn, I said, you know, Am Alexa, I think that's what we call ours. Alexa, show me movie trailer for blank. Boom, there's a movie trailer playing. We need to get Alexa controlled doors. So you're walking in with your hands full of meat. Alexa, open the door. That's the number one problem. Easily number yeah. one problem. Yeah. And a good pair, I guess one thing to mention is a good pair of, uh, whatever you call them, grilling gloves, where you can mm -hmm. grab the whole pork butt with your gloves makes a huge difference. I grabbed one of those, and, and mine actually, because there's a few different styles you can get. Mine are the ones you can just run underwater and wash off. They're uh, like the... They're, uh, a rubbery, silicon. yeah, like, like a silicon um, type material, and they're great because otherwise, you're there's no way you're going to be able to flip those or move them or transfer them easily. So, a good pair of gloves is always nice. Yeah, those meats we're talking about, you know, 200 degrees, that's hot. You've got to yeah, have yeah. something to hold on to it. Oh, yeah. I have two jumbo forks, like uh, uh, almost like turkey lifters that I have just for pulling pulled pork and pulled beef off the grill. Well, it's hard because you're always going to leave that layer of fat that ends up, you know, staying on the bottom, which isn't good. Um, it's going in the garbage anyways. Uh, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. I think with that, we'll we'll call it. We'll call it a, a grow. There's a lot of new stuff uh, in here. Some old stuff, too. A little bit of review on some stuff that Roaster we've we talked about before. I, Mike, I, too, have just used it once, and I need to use it more. I was talking to Sarah the other day, and I said, you know, we need to roast some chicken. And it's just, it's hard to get into that pattern of like buying a whole chicken. You know, we're, we're pretty good at getting the processed chicken, you know, chicken breasts or whatever, but to get a whole chicken and then it's, just, yeah, so it's just different. So you have to kind of get in different patterns to have the right, the right ingredients there. And then, you, you know, we've talked a lot, um, Mark, we, I've watched you, you know, you prep for hours ahead of these cooks with the right stuff and then you cook it. Now, you get what you pay for. So you put all that time into it, all that effort into it. You get some really good stuff. And uh, and I think it's it's better for you. It tastes better. Well, bacon wrap stuff maybe not better for you. But it, it is. No, it is good. It is better for you. So let's just say that. But, um, yeah, you just get, you get better quality stuff. And I need to get better about planning and having that stuff on hand mm -hmm. so you can just do it. Right? That's the I think that's the trick. But not everything is a long-term, like we did steaks no. on Sunday and that was pulled out at three o'clock and they defrost for a couple hours and then you rub them and yeah. you're done. Yeah, I know it's easy. The chicken, if you're not going to brine it, if you're going to use that the, that thing that we mentioned, there's not a whole lot of prep you need to do there. 
And the chicken will cook fairly fast, too. It's just getting a whole chicken. I mean, that's just so different. Not, people don't buy whole chickens. I used to, you know, you do that and they cut, the, cut it up themselves. And I, we just don't. It, it's hard. It's harder to find them. And there, when I went to go get one here, they weren't as cheap as I thought they'd be. And yeah. so, you know, anyways. You buy them it, on sale. Yeah, it's just a different, uh, it's just a different, when you start cooking this way, it's a little bit different. You got to find, I, we're so used to even meats, good cuts of meats. You got to really find some good places to get it. Uh, Cause it's, it's not like they have it just everywhere. You got to kind of find a, a shop. Uh, and sometimes local grocery stores can have a really good meat department. You just got to find it. Sometimes they don't, you know, Walmart's probably not the best place to buy your meat. Although it could be for some, you know, it just kind of depends on what your local uh, your local grocery store is getting. So uh, very cool. Mark, Mike, Howard, thank you guys for coming back on. I think another successful grilling show. We probably sold some stuff. Uh, it seems like I buy, I'm not going to buy anything after this. I, I need to actually just do some grilling. Well, I am <laughs> looking at that thing Mark talked about right now. The smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well, I'm going to get my, my next is uh, instant an instant read thermometer. That's, I just don't, I need to have one of those. I've got that eye devices, uh, you know, but it, for turkeys and some of those things, it's really nice, but I, I, I really need an instant read. Uh, for some of the other stuff. All right. Well, we'll remind everyone, don't forget, we got a Patreon link available for you if you don't financially support the show. We always appreciate it when you do. Available out at theaverageguy.tv. You can also get to the Amazon link. So if you're going to purchase any of this stuff, you know, if you're going to buy one thing, that little roaster is uh, that little that little chicken roaster. If you're thinking of doing something like that, 30 bucks, it's, it's 20. It's actually less than that, but uh, a fun little gadget to get and uh, and to work on and to, and, it, and it's not, it wasn't that hard uh, to, pull out, put together, put stuff in. You can kind of get the whole meal cooked on that. Gives you something to kind of try. And then, you know, for two or three people, maybe even four, a whole chicken, uh, pretty good, pretty good size. And the longer you cook it, the easier it is to pull that thing apart. So uh, you, you can uh, you can get out there and uh, get that done. Don't forget, you can contact us. Send us an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Find me on Twitter. And it's, man, Twitter has been super active lately. And uh, and kind of shocking. It seems like we did nothing for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, Twitter has just picked up. Mike, any Mike Weger, any idea why all of a sudden it's gotten active on Twitter? I have no idea, but I love it. it, it you kind of forget, like if you kind of fall out of the interaction game on Twitter and not as much conversation, you forget how amazing it is and how fun it is to interact. Except for I got to make sure I be really careful about which account I'm tweeting from. I was having a conversation with Anthony, uh, with Tony and from the upshot account, not from my personal account. Ah, so yes, makes it real. Yes. Twitter's great. The Twitter app is fantastic and updated now where you can switch back and forth between those accounts easily, but sometimes too easily. But it, yeah, it's is. Been a lot of fun. it is easy. Uh, Tony, I think it's the award in my mind as the best tweeter in our community. He hey, hands down. Yeah. He finds the most interesting stuff. So make sure you're following Tony, um, out there. Uh, Rich, Hey, does a lot of Microsoft and a lot of a lot of great tweeting. That has been something I've kind of uh, watched him do. He's doing a lot of a lot of great stuff, and so fun to be back on Twitter. And uh, and it seems like at least if you're following the guys in our community, there's a, there's a lot of fun. That dang weather tweet, the weather tweet gets a response almost every day. Now I get some kind of response really? from the listeners. Yeah, it's just hilarious. I, I've gotten three this week, and. Uh, I, you know, we talk about the weather here and I love it. So it's just one of those, uh, it's just one of those things. So Tony, thanks for the the tweeting that you do. We appreciate it. Uh, just a reminder that the average guy.tv platform uh, powered and uh, hosted and all that other good stuff by Maple Grove partners, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know, and you trust that's 
of course, this Christian, he's a good guy, back on Cyber Frontiers, uh, head out, plan start as little as 10 bucks, maplegrovepartners.com. And don't forget to listen on the live app as well. If I remember to start it, I it's two in a row, man. I'll, I'll be better on Spreaker. Sorry about that, guys. You can head out there, homegadgetgeeks.com. Thank LastPass for their sponsorship. We're going to reschedule them. We were supposed to have them last week, and Amber didn't feel well. So we'll get them uh, back on here. We're also, I mentioned the 27th, we were going to have the, the guys from Morrow uh, on, Morrow Data, the founder, Paul, the founder of Ready Nazareth. They're actually a little delayed on their launch, and so they've asked me to move that into August. So we'll move that down into August, I think, the 10th or something like that, and uh, we'll have them moving around. Then I need to get some stuff booked. So if you've got some ideas, on something you'd like to hear, and you can maybe even help me contact somebody who will come on the show. We'd love to have you on, have them on. Just uh, track it, you know, get me on Twitter or send me an email or whatever and let me know. What doesn't help is when you say, hey, get this guy. That doesn't help. What helps me is when you contact that guy and say, hey, would you be on a podcast? I listen to this thing. That really helps. So if you've got that kind of thing uh, where you can get that done, that is great. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at the average guy. TV live. Mark and Mike, thanks again. Hey, you know, let me say this to you two. Thanks for being in the chat room, by the way. You guys, almost every week, out there providing great content. I look at the guys, other Jim, Emily, Rennie, Ken, Tony, Peter, Drashna. Um, thanks guys for, for coming on a weekly basis. I, I mentioned early in the show, I got to podcast in front of a thousand people this week, which is just amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be in front of a thousand people, but I'll be honest, love what we've got going on here on Thursday nights. And it's just a ton of fun to come out. I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't like it. And I appreciate you guys coming out and joining us live each week. It makes it a ton of fun. So we appreciate that. If you're listening to the recorded version and you've never joined us live, come out Thursday night, just try it one time. You might uh, you might, uh, you might, might find it fun, and we'll have you uh, come out Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>